0: Let's pray together, please. Almighty God, we praise you because no matter how well we know this Christmas story, there's always more. There's always more that you are teaching us. I pray that we will find deep significance in this story. So it's not just a warm, fuzzy story, but life-changing for us and practical. Through Christ, I pray. Amen. So what makes life worth living? What makes life valuable? That's one of the most important questions that people ask today. And quite frankly, a lot of people aren't sure. A lot of people would say, well, we just create our own worth. And the problem with that is, yeah, you can state it, but there's no reality behind it. If it's just a human statement, if it's just on paper, it doesn't mean anything. What gives, what gives it a power and force is that our meaning is based in reality. John Richard John Newhouse is one of the finest writers and Christian thinkers of the past generation. He writes of a turning point in his life. He was pastor, he said, in what he would have described as a very poor, very black inner city parish in Brooklyn, New York. He had just read an article by a distinguished professor from Princeton University, named Ashley uh, Montague. The esteemed professor listed the following qualifications as a life worth living. Good health, stable family, economic security, educational opportunity, the prospect of a satisfying career to realize the fulfillment of one's potential. Nohas pondered the article and then he wrote, I remember vividly looking out the next Sunday morning at my congregation and seeing all of those older faces creased by hardship, endured and and injustice afflicted, and yet radiating hope undimmed and love unconquered. And I saw the younger faces of children deprived of most, if not all of those qualities that the professor had listed. And then it struck me like a bolt of lightning. The Professor Montague believed that the people of my church, people of faith and kindness and endurance, and by the grace of God, hope unvanquished, that by his criteria, none of these people had a life worth living. In that moment, I knew that a great evil was afoot in our society the culture of death is the idea before it is a de- it is a deed. It's an idea before it's a deed, he says. In that moment, I knew that I had been recruited to the cause of the culture of life. You know, if the Christmas story reminds us of anything, it reminds us that Jesus is the Jesus of life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And that Christians are those who build a culture of life, who have to stand against the culture of death and nihilism in our generation. See, Christmas is not just the story of babies born. Christmas is a story, you might say, of two babies who are known by God before they're born, Think about it. Yeah, it's the story of Jesus who became flesh as a zygote. When did Jesus become human? But before Jesus, the story begins with Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist. Read carefully Luke chapter one, the description of John the Baptist. It says, now Mary arose in those days after she had been told by the, by the angel that she would be, um, uh, that the Holy Spirit would come upon her and she'd be pregnant uh, with the Son of God. She went to the hill country with haste to a city in Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that, listen to this, underline it, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is it this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those which were told her from the Lord, those things that were told her from the Lord. Twice there, it uses the word the babe in the womb. You may recall later on, um, Jesus is talking with some crowds and some children come to him and And they try to keep the children away. And he says, no, 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 no. Let the little children come to me. And don't forbid them. Why? Because of such is the kingdom of heaven. And one of our favorite verses, because we see Jesus' love for children and how the kingdom of heaven is made up of children. You know, the word that Jesus uses there for children is the very same word Elizabeth uses here for John the Baptist in the womb. The babe in the womb is a child. If you are a Christian, if you believe the Bible, you believe that God makes life in the womb, human life in His image. It's a human being, a baby known by God. I really don't know how anybody can honestly celebrate Christmas and not be adamantly pro-life in the womb, adamantly opposed to killing human life that is unborn. What makes life worth living? You see, the question comes down, worth valuing. We may come up with a list that we say it's a life worth living if there's utility, if this person has abilities and can have accomplishments and relationships and money and, and make up whatever list. Friends, um, it's a lie. How sad if that's how people see their value in life. John the Baptist teaches us that life is valuable because God has made each of us personally. Like Elizabeth and Mary, God has made each of us for divine purpose. Your life matters not because of your accomplishments or what you can do or because of your relationships or what you have done. Your life matters because Jesus Christ became flesh, because God loves you and he died for you so you could know him. The Christmas story ought to remind every one of us that human life matters. Every human life matters, from conception to natural death. You remove that from the story. You may have a sentimental um, th- moments that'll pull on your hearts, but you rip out the heart of Christmas. Keep this central. that God is the God of life from the womb and makes all the difference in eternity because it reminds us that life is valuable because he says so. Your life matters because he says so. Heavenly Father, I thank you that the value of our life is not just arbitrary, it's not just a guess, something we have to guess and wonder. We live in a world where people make themselves God, and try to make decisions that you've already made. Lord, we want to humble ourselves before you. And I thank you that when we do, you do really do lift us up, that there's no more dignified life, no more valuable life, no more hopeful life than a life lived, knowing that you have made us in your image for your purpose, for relationship with you for eternity. Help us, Lord, to see your value in each person this Christmas. Through Christ we pray. Amen.